Hello mamas, Laura here and today we are chatting about reframing labour pain and why we need to look at labour pain very differently to how we look at most other types of pain. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes, it's time for you to guide you through, let's take some time for you, it's pregnancy with physio. Hello mamas and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today we're kicking off with episode four in the Birth with Confidence series, diving into why and how we should be reframing labor pain. So in this episode, we'll discuss the current culture around demonizing pain and how we pity the birthing woman, the difference between pathological and physiological pain, and the varied sensations you may feel on the spectrum of normal birthing sensations, so as to help you reduce any fear you have around what labor may feel like. Now, this is episode four of a six-part Birth with Confidence series with the incredibly wise Rhea Dempsey, a birth worker, childbirth educator, counselor, and best-selling author of the incredible books, Birth with Confidence and Beyond the Birth Plan. And don't forget, we have already released the first three episodes in this series where we chat with Rhea about all the natural hormonal dances that happens between a mum and baby, the importance of queen oxytocin and setting up an oxytocin bubble at home, and the role of hormones in late stage labor. So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes so you have a good grounding for natural cascade of hormones in labor before you dive into today's episode around pain. Now, there's so much important information coming up in this Birth with Confidence series. So if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. In this series, we'll keep covering the current issues in our birth culture and why it is not helpful for us to pity a laboring woman, crisis of confidence points that you may hit throughout your labor and why having a good supportive birth team is so important and so much more. We also have a bonus episode exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Rhea talks us through what she calls wild cards, which are life events or factors that may need to be addressed before birth as potential triggers that can pop up in labor and birth. And remember this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series along with any member-only content is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd like to access all of this right now rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then please do go and check out the Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and made this accessible to every wonderful woman inside the Pregnancy Posse. So when you join the posse, I guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe and specifically tailored weekly workouts. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all member questions so that you don't have to go Googling all of your symptoms. Plus, there is a beautiful community forum where posse members all support each other. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what The Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode four in our six-part Birth with Confidence series. You're going to love today's chat with Rhea, where we talk all about reframing labor pain and to understand truly what is normal and magical about birth rather than demonizing it. Enjoy. Let's talk about why we have such an issue with pain in general, but also pain in labor, because I think that will then lead into why are we trying to eliminate pain with this Trojan horse epidural? Um, Let's go down there. Let's talk about pain. Yeah. So um, 
one of the key things to understand is the difference between pathological pain, that is something going wrong in the body, so injury, disease, damage, danger, whatever, mm. and the pain is coming out of that pathology. Yeah? The difference between that and physiological pain. And the physical, physiological pain, that's the, just the body working strong and hard. Here's the phys ed teacher talking to you. The body working strong and hard, the straining of muscles, the stretching of muscles, the stretch receptors, the lungs, you know, trying to get more oxygen in, all of that stuff that we might feel that we are engaging with when we do a whole range of sports and physical activities for our health and well-being. Mm. So physiology, yoga, or it's running, it's whatever. So physiological pain of the body working strong and hard, yes. Pathological pain, things going wrong. Yes. So in terms of birth, we have placed birth into hospitals. Yeah. Now, hospitals in the main are the places where people go when there is damage, danger, disease, illness, injury happening in their body when they're in path pathological pain that's coming out of things going wrong in the body. Mm. So, so in a way, the sort of unconscious bias or the unconscious mindset is about pain in a hospital setting is that somehow that's a, it's a signal that something is going wrong in my body or that something is yeah, not right or, or it's something that I need to be rel relieved from to be not to be pain free mm. so that brings that whole thing of the difference between functional physiological pain when our body's working strong and you know well and healthy to achieve things mm -hmm. um, and then the difference between pathological pain which is where the body there's injury or illness or disease or something where the body is in you know the pain is coming out of things going wrong so there's a crucial difference for, well, probably for all of us to understand, but certainly birthing women. And in terms of birth, pretty much the, the pain that women are feeling is functional physiological pain. It's the stretch receptors going crazy. It's the muscles doing their thing. It's the breath trying to work with all of that. It's uh, in particular, the key one is, I think, stretch receptors. You know, a lot of people, they go to yoga class, particularly to, to feel that stretch and to work with that stretch. Well, in, in, in the birthing, it's like you super maxi yoga class, if you like, to breathe into and work with that stretch as your body is opening. So this understanding is blurred because we put birth so strongly into a hospital setting. And so then the pain gets a bad press in terms of thinking that it's about things going wrong. Um, and because, you know, you know, particularly having our first babies, we don't know what it is going to feel like. So we can be, and it feels like it's off the scale, then, then you can be thinking, well, something must be going wrong. And that can bring more adrenaline and that makes it feel even more painful and so on. And so, and also in the hospital sitting, there's that feeling that, well, we have all these things to save you from that pain. And so that mindset really comes, comes in. And just to interject, sorry, Ria, because yeah. I do remember this being um, a real takeaway point for me. Having not experienced um, established labour before, I had a very unicorn idea of yeah. what I would feel would be tightening, stretching, 
contractions. They were sort of the main words I had around sensations. And what I really liked that you described is this is the range of sensations you could feel. And you said things like pelvis breaking in half, nerves tingling down your legs, hot, burning, all these words that I associated with pathological pain and didn't think was a normal part of birth. And it's really helped me understand because I think if in this labor I feel any of those things, I'm going to go, oh, actually, this is all part of that opening stretching process. But I think if I hadn't have heard you actually say it is okay to feel stinging, burning, et cetera, I would have pathologized it and then started thinking, well, something must not be right. So could you maybe just quickly walk us through some of those sensations just so women can hear the words come out of your mouth? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's the part in the workshop where I use some beautiful charts showing what's happening inside the mother's body and talking through what that's likely to feel like. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, you know, the, the stretch receptors and stretch receptors when they go to the max, they feel like they're burning. They feel like they're tearing. They feel like they are, yeah, that they're tearing. Whereas, in fact, no, they have that stretch capacity, but that's one of the crucial or the main focuses for contractions is that burning, tearing sort of feeling and trusting that and breathing into that. But then as the baby moves down, the pelvis spreads. So we've got the sacroiliac joints. All of this is more complex than I'm saying, and you probably as a physio know much more about what's going on. But the key ones are the symphys pubis in the front, the ligaments there, and the ligaments in the sacroiliac joints. And again, people maybe in their life have experienced ligament stretch before, and that's not much fun. And again, it's that heat, hot, tearing sort of feeling. So all of those sensations are part of what's happening for women in labor Mm. and accommodating to them, breathing into them, softening into them, dancing into them massage whatever water swishing all of those things but accommodating to those things as you might and again it's yoga or doing some other physical thing we might know that those things are going to happen and we're going to find a way to work into them rather than to be fearful of them or think that it means something's going wrong Mm. so we have that the stretch receptors as the pelvis spreads to make space for the baby we then also get movement out through the hips and so as the hips are yeah, the pelvis is spreading widthwise, then the nerves down through the running down through the hips are also getting engaged. So women are getting shooting pains often down through their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, their legs are often getting quite shaky um, mm-hmm. as all of this action is happening. So that can be for some women, you know, it's like a layer on top. It's like <laughs> I'm dealing with this, but then on top of, on top of, on top of, it's just that overwhelm can be part of the. I think, in fact, the overwhelm is as much a part of why women feel like they can't keep going. It's mm. this overwhelm of all these things happening together. Mm. As you said, and we talked about a bit before, when these big surges of hormones are coming through women's bodies, we see this hot flushing. So women are going hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. It's exhausting for the support people, let alone for the mother. <laughs> um, but so it's hot and cold. As the, these flushes of hormones are coming through, we, we see it on her body, this flushing through her body. Um, but also it can have the pins and needles feeling, the, the goosebumps the, that is part of the hot and cold. You also have women getting quite shaky with the endorphins. If they're up and about moving, they're quite shaky because they're, they're um, yeah, 
they're just not fully in their body in that way. They're in this other state. They have shakes and shivers. They're not necessarily cold. Mm. And it's not that there's a, a fever or anything. This is part of the hormonal process. So all of those things are part of that overwhelm. Another part of the overwhelm can be the nature of the contractions, not only that they're longer and stronger, but in earlier contraction, they've got a little bit of a lead in so that women are getting a little bit of a lead in to get themselves ready to engage with the contraction. When you're really getting up seven, eight, nine centimetres of big work happening there, it's pretty well no lead in there, just that it's, she's in this deep endorphin place and then next thing she's at the peak of this contraction, which is very much shaking, shaking you about in terms of how you, so instead of women getting a heads up to start getting their breathing sorted, they're scrambling to try and catch their breath as the contraction takes them away. So that can bring a little bit of panic in or concern about how they can keep going. All of those things can be helped if you've got somebody with you who knows what they're doing and just helps to steady your breathing as you catch that wave. I often use the analogy of, you know, if you're a body surfer or perhaps a surfer and body surfer maybe more, but where you've been dumped by a wave, you know, a big wave and you're, you're trying to come up out of the water, you don't know if you've got your bikini on or not, or you're trying to dive down into the sand more or stand up and get yourself right, you know, settled again in between waiting to catch another beautiful wave and then next thing before you're ready another another wave comes and dumps you again 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 so it's a bit like this with these big contractions that women there maybe isn't time in between to settle yourself ready for the next one and so that whole overwhelm can start to be part of that panic that that can can make it feel like everything is more painful and too po to not po possible or that something must be going wrong if it's like this and I feel so out of control with it, particularly the willing woman who has done some breathing work, some yoga work and what have you, and she's expecting to be able to just be very chill through that whole thing mm -hmm. or some hypnobirthing or what have you, whereas the, these aspects of this overwhelm can start to throw her around and she feels like, well, it's all too much now and and that sort of catastrophizing can come in, which is part of the social message, mm. cultural message. And, and then the, the whole beautiful labor can be hijacked by, by that. Mm. We have also the back, the backache, not only the sacroiliac joints, but that coccyx is being pressed back. You know, baby, as it's coming down, is putting strong pressure out directly onto the, the sacrum and the coccyx. And the Cox, if you have a look at any diagrams for, inter, you know, they're showing the internals of what, what's happening in the mother's body, the coccyx is entirely straightened out, mm. separate from its curved position generally. So that's ligaments, that's muscles, that's, you know, being stretched, as well as all of the muscles that are attached to those, that bony structure, all of that happening, making space for the baby. Um, we then get uh, in late first stage, it can start to happen, and it's predominantly a big process in second stage is the bowel pressure. And the bowel pressure, I mean, we're all familiar with bowel pressure. We, we know how to work with bowel pressure and what have you, but this, the concern, one of the things, women understand the baby is, will be born through the vagina, and yet it feels like that feeling of bowel pressure is so intense and so 
long lasting because pretty well most of second stage it does feel like the baby is going to come out your bum and women are pretty sure that that's not right and so sometimes you can see them sort of tensing and trying to direct the baby in the correct position no the baby when it's it swings around underneath the symphys pubis then feeling it much more fully in the vagina the lower vagina but there's a large part of the latter part of second stage which is really all about bowel pressure and mm. working with it exactly as you might if you're dealing with bowel pressure in another situation. So that can be just a confusion that mm. the, or a concern that can then um, cause tension in the mother's body where she's resisting what's actually happening rather than being able to surrender and soften into it. Mm. So these are all aspects that uh, can add to this overwhelm of things that women are finding that build to this feeling that it's too painful or it's too much or it's too out of control or it's all of the stuff about them wanting to be in control. Yes, yeah. which is a whole kettle of fish, I guess, it, within itself, you know, practising surrender just for birth and motherhood and things like that in general but I can see after hearing you say that a thank you because again I remember myself going oh this is so good to know this is normal this is okay and I can also see why so many people pity the laboring woman because if you don't know to trust this process and if you don't have a team around you who know that this is okay and know that this is normal you can see how you know pain relief and uh, we just want to make my partner or this woman comfortable really comes like into the picture and I remember you did in your course this brilliant photo comparison and one of them was Kathy Freeman roaring at the end of her race you know her her pain was all screwed up and you looked at it and you just thought like, she is amazing and look how well she's doing and she's working hard and she's just run a race. It was all very positive. And even though I knew what to expect on the next slide, you had a very similar posed photo of a laboring woman, similar facial expressions. And I noticed my first reaction was, oh, the poor thing. She looks like she's in a world of pain. And again, and I had the intellect to understand that we pity the laboring woman. And it was still my first reaction because it's just so deeply ingrained in us that the poor thing, like why, why should she have to go through that? Hey mamas, Laura here. I'd so love to know your thoughts on this episode. Were you someone that already understood the power in labor pain and the difference between pathological and physiological pain? Or were you someone that held a lot of fear around birth pain and couldn't understand how to differentiate what is normal and helpful versus what is pathological and and indicative of injury or something going wrong? So I'd love to hear from you. I personally like Rhea's comparison to sport and running because it's so easy for us to understand the pain we experience as a normal part of exercise, but it's still quite a big jump for some of us to use that same analogy for labor and birth. I also agree with Rhea that if we took birth out of the hospital and instead into a gym or a yoga studio, then we'd have much less demonization of pain, right? (laughs) Now, as I mentioned in this episode, I also love that she walked us through the spectrum of different sensations that we may feel in labor because 
Like I said, anything burning, stinging or nerve-like would have really had me questioning whether it's pathological or not. So I'm really happy that she cleared that up. Now, if you'd love to learn more from Ria, you can find her at birthingwisdom.com.au. And as always, I would love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura and let me know your favorite part of today's episode. In the next few episodes of this Birth with Confidence series, we will be chatting with Ria about the current issues in our birth culture and why it's not helpful to pity the laboring woman crisis of confidence points and the importance of having a birth team to help you navigate through them. Now, if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss our upcoming episodes in this wonderful series. And if you love today's episode and you want to watch the next two episodes in this Birth with Confidence series, you can find this entire series along with all our previous podcast series live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. Remember, for most series of the podcast, we do record exclusive member-only content. And for this Birth with Confidence series, Rhea talks us through what she coins wild cards and how certain life events or social and emotional factors can pop up as triggers in the birth space. Now, inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy pains and injuries, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. Now, I will catch you soon for episode five in this six-part Birth with Confidence series where we'll be chatting about the current birth culture and why we need to be aware of the current stats around interventions, how the epidural has changed birth culture, and ways we can naturally enhance our pain tolerance. But until then, mamas... Sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.